It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. The Just mixed it with a little bit of OJ, made a, I guess you would call it a dark and stormy, right? An OJ and uh, and rum. Rum, yeah. I've heard that called um, a Cuban screw. Cuban screw, yeah. Yeah. I think, because, oh, it would because be it's a dark just and stormy a... if it's a black spice rum. Dark and stormy. Pretty is, sure. You don't use orange what juice. Is, What's the dark and stormy? What do they use? Because orange juice is just like I a screwdriver, but with rum. orange juice. No, that's not. It's it, it's a different name. I I think a Caribbean screw is correct. If you were to use a white rum. Welcome to our drunk podcast. Um, we we forget <laughs> what drinks are. At least I do. I just like drinking. So, oh, it's ginger beer and lime. Well, fuck uh, me. So it's a Moscow mule, but with rum. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been lied to. I think Kraken. I blame Kraken. I think they've lied to me. They seem like liars. I swear to God, I I, I, I saw a Kraken recipe. It was like, Cracking black spice rum and orange juice. It's a dark and stormy or whatever. Or cloudy dark or whatever the fuck they called it. I don't know. <laughs> you know how every um like special drink like like drink like that will have its own cocktails and they have their own names. Yeah. And I think yeah. Kraken did that to me. That light is way too bright. Mm. I'm just gonna deal with it. Um what else? Yeah, welcome to the Odd Drunk Podcast. Yeah, everybody. welcome. <laughs> uh, we got one episode here. Um, and just a bit of an update. So, yeah, I've done jack all shit on the Instagram lately. <laughs> I, I've been bad about it. <laughs> However, on this episode and starting here and now, until we forget again or stop caring, I'm going to, at least on my end, and I want Colton, you send yeah. in your pictures as well. We're going to start sharing pictures of our drinks again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've got a great one. Got some <laughs> yeah. stuff here to uh I'm drinking I'm drinking gin tonight. That's my, my drink of choice. Uh I've got damn smooth the gin out of Golden, Colorado. Uh I I don't Okay, good. Sounds good. No yeah. gin's all right. Yeah, well, yeah, I like gin. Um, but I made a martini. I know you do. I mean, no gin is actually. I I don't think I've um, had a gin that doesn't taste medicinal. That's kind of the idea. It's like, yeah, it does. And I think that's kind of why I don't like it. Generally, have a medicinal taste to it. Uh, ah, no pun intended. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> man, we're starting off. <laughs> we're starting off with a bang here. <laughs> yeah. But I I made a martini just because I've been comedy. really wanting a martini for like weeks now, so I decided to make okay. one. Um, 
Okay. And uh, for when I finish that drink in probably like a minute here, I've got some tonic so I can pour myself some gin and tonics. Mm. I'm not going nice. to get up and excuse myself that. just to uh, just to uh, make another. I might have to get up and drink. excuse excuse myself just to uh, go number one. Um, took care of number two earlier. No one needs to know that. Yeah, we don't need this. All right, starting off with crazy <laughs> weird energy. Anyways, uh, since we're already into what we're drinking, I've got it's basically yeah, it is a staple now. It has been you. It has usurped a different drink uh, in the past years. Not that I don't like the other one, but um, I got some bamboo rum here. Yeah. Which is now one of my go-to rums of choice. It's actually cheaper now at the moment, at least where I got it. Huh. Um out of Wally World, it was 26. It was just over 26. It was dirt cheap oh. for bamboo rum. That's really cheap. Uh, because usually that goes around like 32, 34, depending on where you go. Sometimes around 30. Uh wow. how much yeah. you guys sell for? I don't know. I didn't see. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't I've I wasn't also... at the shop working. I was at the shop buying oh, stuff. Okay, fair and enough. And I just fair noticed enough. that in my yeah. absence that they had started stocking bamboo. Uh. <laughs> people I think people are catching on. I'm seeing it yeah. in more places. No, I, I remember mentioning uh, it to my uh to my managers saying uh we've had requests for it. Um Looking... Gorgeous! It's delicious. It's yeah, smooth. It's, it's a bit vanilla forward, but it's still a rum, you know. And it's, um, <laughs> yeah. No, no I mean the only drawback. Great. The only drawback. If you want a more proper, you know, strength uh, rum from Bamboo, I would get the Reserve. Uh, the Reserve. That I one thought was better. That one is overall better for a traditional rum but just their standard yeah well it, um, it's for for me it's also it's also it's just a, a more traditional style rum is what i that's, yeah. that's that's my what my taste buds like i guess uh but for the price i mean bamboo is really really solid um well when you mix it with orange juice it tastes like mm. like orange dream sickle uh, <laughs> yeah which I, 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 of course, I love that. Um, but it's not like overly sweet or anything. When I say, we've talked about Mumbu here before, uh, but just not to um, misrepresent it. It is not sweet. It has vanilla flavor. Mm -hmm. But it's not like fakey. It's not like fakey sweet or vanilla. No, you know, it's, 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 it's more good. on the sweet side. Even for a rum, yeah, like it leans well, I, that I, way, I, yeah. like kind of it, it leans towards like a liqueur, but it doesn't quite. But it's get, not. It doesn't quite get there. It still tastes we've like rum. We've discussed know? this before. There's yeah. some drinks that I've been experimenting with. Like uh, last couple episodes, I had Howlin' Head or Howler Monkey, something. It has a fucking money monkey Howler, on it. Howl, it Howler Head. Howler Head. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's banana. Uh, bourbon um and yeah it's ex extremely banana forward on the flavor um uh <laughs> wasn't my nickname in high school <laughs> but it's um 
<laughs> it doesn't have that syrupiness to it. It doesn't have that liqueur I love texture that the, um, or over sweetness. The, the um, uh, nickname in high school joke has gotten to the point where you don't say it like a joke anymore. <laughs> well, you know, thanks. Okay, comedy uh, goes in threes, right? So the first you know the first time it's mildly amusing the second time you're like oh haha they brought it up again and the third time you capitalize on it and then that's it but and then you repeat it a four fifth six seven eight etc times it starts and on to get the annoying. 23rd time it's but finally kind of that's funny when again. it it's funny again and i think we're almost we're we're on the precipice of funny again yeah, that, that's why I don't say it like a joke because it's not funny to me anymore. Well, but I feel like I, I have to say it. I just, I just I got just, a kick out of the the tone in I, your voice I, as you said it. Like I, it didn't sound like you were saying a joke. It's just you were no. saying you were just saying it like as a side comment. It wasn't my nickname in high school. Yeah, well, yeah, because we're again, like I said, we're to that point where it's not funny again. I'm not gonna Ooh, say it like so it's a joke, like it's funny again. Um, much like this podcast, uh, you know, after a certain amount of episodes, it might get funny again. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we've got a great episode for you guys. Oh, yeah, and I'm drinking yeah. out of a Shrek the Third glass here. <laughs> uh, Why do you have a Shrek uh, the Third glass? We love you, Daddy. <laughs> it's it got says? the Dronkies on it and Donkey. Yeah, yeah. It's got dronkies and donkeys. It's got puss and boots on it, of course. It's a donkey and puss and boots one edition. Thought, it's a McDonald's. About, it's one of the McDonald's. Have you thought about that? Uh, one in the Shrek universe, donkeys and dragons are the same species. Explain. Well, because because uh, they can if, fuck. Because they can fuck and reproduce. Yeah, that's the key element, actually. So they are, at the very least, the same, like, they are very, at very least, very closely related, like lions and tigers. Maybe the don- the, the donkey dragon babies um, are um, infertile, uh, uh, you know, like a lion. Well, I think it was a, but... <laughs> a deleted scene or something, but drag- in Trek 2, the film, uh, dragon the dragon was supposed to get the love potion thing also mm-hmm. and she was going to turn into a pegasus ah. which implies that pegasus and then donkey's a horse right you know, so cross the dragon the dragon family. so basically so the dragon is to a horse or is to a pegasus what a donkey a is horse, to a horse a, a, a horse yeah i i think that's what they imply but that's a deleted scene i would love an extended editions of movies like like shrek like movies like that you you know we have the lord of the rings extended editions and yeah i believe they're the proper way to watch the films actually yeah um especially if you have a lot of extra time but uh that's kind of a DLC in movies, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, the extended edition. Like, I mean, some uh, movies, I get, I get why the theatrical cut is the theatrical. We're, we're talking about DLCs. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get there. I yeah. get why the theatrical I, I, cut I, is the theatrical. If you watch the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, I love them. It's the proper way to watch them. But watch them 
and then go watch the theatrical cut and you'll understand why the theatrical cut why they cut certain stuff for it well yeah it, of course i mean it's still it's, gotta run in the theater you know but well, the, uh, i'm just saying i think the theatrical cut is actually a better film i would actually kind of dis well um I'm not like, dissing the theatrical it, cuts, but I think the extended editions are still paced well. Uh, I yeah. think uh, just as a token kind of dweeb, uh, I just appreciate them because you get a little extra. You know, yeah. it's a little bit. Uh, no, I mean, I always watch the. I always still watch don't get the Tom Bombadil, cut, but you don't get Tom Bombadil. But I, I think in uh, another. No, you don't get that. But I think another reason I like the extended well, actually, edition technically. He does appear as a background character with no lights. Oh yeah, yeah. In, in the, he's like he is like uh, in like one scene. I think I think it's in um, Fellowship at the Council of Elrond. <laughs> well, isn't he also in Return of the King? Um, oh yeah, he's supposed Frodo to be like a... goes to Valinor. Uh no no are not no. No, he Maybe might not. he might appear in the background at Aragorn's wedding, or something like uh, that. That sounds about. But there's right like here. a background elf that is supposed to be Glorfindel that's doesn't speak yeah. or do anything. It's but... not. Um, it's not a uh, Brett. No, like Concords. I love how he started just as just like a one line role, or yeah. not even. I don't even think he had a line in. A, or yeah, he did. He does. He did. And he then had he had in... a slightly bigger part in The Hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> but he has he has one line in Return of the King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He runs up to um, when they forge Liv Tyler. Um, yeah, Andriel. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Flame of the West. Anyhow, since we <laughs> haven't done morning oddities in a while, getting on side tangents. Uh, let's use this time. I got a couple other things I could talk about because I just have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were on Netflix watching Netflix. We watched this movie, Jennifer Lawrence rom com. Uh, this rich kid's parents basically hires Jennifer Lawrence, not necessarily a sex worker, but it's like, hey, can you get our son to grow some balls? Like, take him out to parties. Maybe we'll leave that up to you what you do if you'll get a new car or whatever i i I didn't watch all of it but it's pretty good i did see the trailer for that yeah you know the rom-com comedies as just a genre have kind of died well they're still there but like they've moved to like straight to streaming straight to streaming and you get a lot of com a lot of movies now where it's also a comedy or like like guardians of the galaxy like it's yeah yeah, it's funny it's i would consider it a comedy but it's primarily an action sci-fi movie but it's funny um you get a lot of that now you don't just get like oh meet the fockers five or whatever you know (laughs) it doesn't happen another american Um, pie or doesn't no you don't that doesn't get seats in the uh, i mean butts in the seats now madam webb great shit post by sony there uh but not a comedy uh, it well it wasn't it wasn't it didn't it wasn't meant to be a comedy <laughs> I, I love how sony they tried to get in on like the morbius meme but they were too late 
Yeah. And they re-released mm-hmm. Morbius and still no one showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I watched that and then we saw Netflix recommended. Oh, watch this next. Watch this next. And I saw a trailer and I, I got to watch this and I'll tell you guys about it next mm-hmm. episode. Maybe if I can get around to it. But it's a movie about Adam Sandler as an astronaut alone in space. And then he meets a horny spider. <laughs> what? It sounds like something I dreamed about, right? Uh, or made up for this show. But no, it's real. And he meets a spider in space. And the spider's like, hey, I see you're lonely, Adam Sandler. Uh, I'm going to pretend like, to be your wife or something. I don't like know. A, it, like I a, have to see it. Like a regular it's a spider. spider. Well, no, it's a man-sized spider. Okay, so it's a sci-fi spider. But it's like a photorealistic spider not like an alien looking one or like a cartoony no it's just like a spider just just a big just like a a jumping spider like a big jumping spider you know the two big eyes and all the little ones um (laughs) you know have have you seen those like spider videos on tiktok the little animated thing yeah yeah um it's it's like that but it's talking to adam sandler with its mind with its tele telepathy and um And it's like a dramatic sci-fi role from Adam Sandler. It looks pretty interesting. I mean, like, Adam Sandler. First, I was like, "Oh, is this like an Interstellar clone?" And then they're like, "Oh, and there's a spider." Adam Sandler can be legitimately a really good actor. He's been in some uncut been, gems. He's done some really yeah. excellent stuff. He's very good. But um, then he'll also make a movie with him and his mates in Hawaii. Yeah. Which I like some of those movies. <laughs> I like his goof. A little Nicky is is a fun one that's just ridiculous, but I like it. Um, but I'm all down for a, a movie about Adam Sandler just uh, ups. um going crazy in space. And there's a spider. <laughs> and there's a spider. Or there's that, not a spider I'm not and making he's just this going up. crazy. Well, the trailer kind of implies that maybe he is going crazy, you know, that kind of thing. But it's a it's a spider in space. With Adam fun. Sandler, I like that. Yes, I'll have to watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to it. check that out. Uh, um, I am, I'll add it to my list of the many things I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. And I haven't. I've I've been. I have a coworker who's been insisting I watch this movie called Ravenous. It's like came out in like '99. It has. Uh, Oh, um, Robert Carlyle and uh, Guy Clark, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm never I'm, haven't heard of it. I had not either, but he 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 really likes it, and he wants me to watch it because we generally like very similar movies, and uh, he wants someone to justify him liking the movie. That's how he put it. He right. said he said someone he, he wants talk about someone else to like it. Yeah. So that he can justify right. why he likes it. Yeah. Um uh I'm I'm meaning to watch the new Avatar. I hear it's good. Avatar I'm Last Airbender. Weary. I'm okay. I I hear it's good. So my sister's been watching it. I mean, on Reddit everyone's complaining, but I don't listen to Reddit people. Everyone complains on Reddit. Yeah. Have you seen the Spider-Man PS4 uh, Reddit talking about Spider-Man 2? They're all if you were to read yeah. that Reddit thread you well, would th- you would think that it's uh it's like a uh like Redfall like worst game of the year type right. of game. Um, 
Yeah, we'll <laughs> so get I around. Don't, I generally don't listen to um, Reddit. But, Have you seen uh, the Batman Arkham Reddit lately? I haven't. No, I don't think I'm on that all one. the man memes. Like I'm man. You know, have you seen the Photoshop? He doesn't have the ears. Yeah, yeah. It's Michael. Ge- it's you. It's typically Michael Keaton's Batman, yeah, and he doesn't have his ears. It's just the cow. Like he kind of looks like a space phantom or uh, whatever the fuck the guy was from Adult Swim. Space oh. phantom, not oh. space phantom. Um, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember the name. But just like the cow, right? No ears. Yeah. And it's the scene where he's just like, yeah, I'm man. <laughs> yeah. And there's even an Arkham Knight mod where you can have that suit. And the oh, logo is just like, you know, like the classic like bathroom logo of uh, men's restroom. Yeah. It's that on his yellow uh, logo. <laughs> just man. pretty good stuff. Just man. <laughs> I'm man. No. Um there's a lot oh, of but, that, uh, she, my sister she's been watching the new avatar and she said uh first of all the secret tunnel song is still in it um the cabbage that's good i hope it's ca- not cringe the cabbage merchant is still in it and it is the same actor i heard about that which that's is pretty cool, cool. uh yeah. she said abed from community is in one of the episodes. It sounds to me from not having watched it or actually read any real reviews, but just word of mouth. It sounds like if you've watched like some of the one piece, like the Netflix's um, attempt the same to, tier. to kind of do good. anime stuff. That's... It sounds like it's a lot like that. Like it's, it's, it seems like they're, they're not shying away from the goofiness that comes with it being an, from an animated thing. I don't think you can, and I'm sure which, the show's fine. Which, at the very least, but is like I really, cool. I rather just kind of rewatch that's, the Last Airbender. That's kind of my thing. It's like, uh, so I'm I'm I gonna mean, wa- I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the live action one. But I would be shocked if it's good enough that I will want to watch the live action one a second time instead of just watching the cartoon again. Right. Like, uh, it doesn't matter and... how good it is. It would have to be I groundbreaking, guess... Oscar-worthy, crazy I have... good for me to watch it over the animated one. Because the animated one's I a guess classic. I, I have a bit of PTSD from M. Night Shyamalan's uh, yeah. Avatar movie, last Airbender movie. Uh, not to be confused uh, with Jake, James Cameron's Avatar movie, which is a completely different property. And I uh, remember also people... a terrible adaptation of, it, of Avatar: it's... Lesser Render. James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, terrible His adaptation. Didn't get anything right. Not yeah, even it's nothing like the script. Not even any of the same characters. Nothing. <laughs> Jake Sully. Yeah, Jake yeah. Sully. Uh, He's the Avatar like... somehow. Aang wasn't in it. They're blue people. Where's the? There's no bending. Firebenders. <laughs> I mean, there's some fire in there. It's a very loose <laughs> adaptation. It's some weird sci-fi adaptation. Hell, the second one was closer because the sequel was closer because it actually had water, water stuff tribe. going on. Yeah. It had a water tribe. It had a water. They tribe. finally get to book one. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine a reality where 
James Cameron's Avatar is actually a weird roundabout way of doing a Last Airbender adaptation, but it's sci-fi. Like it's it's <laughs> Anyways, it's. Um, I mean, I mean, what they have like six, five or six uh, Avatar movies planned. James Cameron could end said, up going that way. I mean, like, what if? What if? It turns out when we get to movie number six, this is all just a prequel to Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, it's one of those like fucking it's like um how <laughs> Yeah, it's like have you heard the uh the theories that Fallout is the prequel to Skyrim? It's like that. Yeah. Like where you have yeah. this you this future sci-fi thing, everything goes to shit. And then we roll back to like the dark ages or whatever, yeah. you know, then, that kind of thing. And then a million, uh, you know, a million years later, it's, yeah. it's the Elder Scrolls world. And then it all cycles back on itself. And that entire theory is completely based off of a, in one of the Fallout games, there's a reference to Nernroot. Yeah. That, that's it. That's the entire the entire well, because Bethesda makes both games that one reference. Yeah. Anyways, let's start talking about games. Talking so we've done games. a lot of video game episodes, right? Um, we've done video games of time, which we will continue. Yeah, we have one. We've done other stuff. We're working on it. Uh, we've talked <laughs> about disappointing games. We talked about. Horror game. There's plenty of stuff we could jump back into. We've done, uh, you know, uh, dedicating whole episodes to a single game. We did a whole like remembering, like Red Dead. We haven't done that in a while, but yes, we have done that. We did. Uh, We did a Skyrim episode, which was terrible because the audio just got really fucked up. It would have been good otherwise. It would have been good, but uh, uh, the audio is Uh, just god awful in that episode and. Don't don't listen yep. to it. <laughs> don't, just save yourself. We'll have to do a remake of that one, a redo, a redo. Yeah, we'll we'll call it uh we'll call it remembering Skyrim, the re the the remake. Yeah, we'll do the, a live we'll do a the live official action, adaptation a live action re- remake just like just like Netflix is doing with Avatar. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that type of thing. Um, before we jump into it, so yeah, we're gonna talk about. Something we've never talked about, only in passing, like a few times, mm-hmm. uh, is DLCs. And yeah. I want to be specific here. We're talking about DLCs, not battle passes or expansion passes no. or microtransactions or fr- free updates. We will get into that a little bit because a lot of those it. are substantial yeah. enough where it feels like a DLC or the like actual basically like, counts as a DLC content, content. packs. DLCs, expansion and packs. I'm sure whatever we'll you rant about. Them. Yeah, I'm sure we'll rant about battle passes and, and whatnot. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but we'll we'll talk our about, focus here. We'll talk about that stuff. We'll talk a bit about um, standalone DLCs because that's a whole little world in itself. Um, and then uh, yeah, we're yes, yeah. And then uh, I want to talk a little bit when we get there. We'll save this for for towards the end about DLCs that became whole games in development because well and it, that's it, where the wiggle that's room a fun, that's a fun thing to talk about because it's 
there are some great games that have come out of that and some terrible games that have come out of that. So I, I think that would be yeah. fun to talk about a bit. Definitely. And before we continue, there's one drink I forgot to mention. I've had it here before. But mm. from Santan Brewing, oh, I have the yeah. Juicy Jack. Damn. Juicy Hazy IPA. I actually ate there recently. It's a, a by my work, actually, in Chandler, you, Arizona. You, you talk about and, them a um, lot. I'm going to next if I come down and visit you. Oh, my voice cracked a little bit there. Uh, if I come down, <laughs> um, if I come down and visit, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have to take me over to Santan. Well, we'll have to go there, and we'll have to definitely go to Four Peaks, though. Mm, yeah, home of Kill Lifter. Yeah, but that's uh, but yeah, Santan make great stuff. I had some fucking went the went went there out to eat, um, and they actually have a couple different breweries here, like they're pretty big around here actually like they have multiple locations nice. type of thing um which is cool and we don't get their beer um, up here in in colorado that's crazy no they're they're like lo- they're like big local but i i they're <laughs> still quite local but um yeah like scott brewing is uh only has one location but they you can find them in a lot of places well, I think with Santan, I think I may, I think their brewery and like their restaurant might be two different things. It, it could be remember. that they're focusing um, more on their franchise than they are on the um, distribution. Yeah. You know. Either way, though, I just wanted to say I had some lop fried lobster tacos from there. Mm. Really good stuff. It sounds awesome. Uh, Shit. I've actually never had fried lobster before. That was my first wow. time, and it was that pretty and good. Amazing. You know, um, wow. It wasn't rubber. It was. It was actually nice and you know. Yeah. You know, what lobster the, um, should be? <laughs> the the new job I'm working. Um, I'm gonna keep details low, but uh, and there's two locations in town. And when I was first hired, they had me at the downtown location, which was dangerous because there's a lot of really good food. Right, it's all expensive, but now yep. they're 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 having me work on the north main location, which is on one hand great because I'm less tempted to spend money, but on the other, there's hand, a lot more fast food up there, and just like there's a Wendy's, which in Wendy's you have Taco Bell, you have uh, uh, the Taco Bell is further down the road, so if I mean a little bit, but it's still if close I took enough. the if I took a bike my bike it's close enough, but if I walked. It's not really close enough. Oh, so you're you're way off. Uh, uh, I'm I'm on seventeenth. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's a place Tom's Deli. It's a new spot, relatively new. Um, really good. Tasty. I actually saw it. Um, it I was think... right before you left town that they opened up. I think. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, really tasty, but it's like twenty bucks. Which is a lot for lunch, right? <laughs> so, um, it's a bummer, yeah. But uh, spending less money though, which is good. Than <laughs> downtown, yeah. Downtown, you can spend a lot of money. Oh yeah, man. Go to. I mean, shout out. They have good beers, and you can't buy them anywhere else. But um, Carver Brewing. Oh yeah, I've been going you know. there more a lot recently. Um, just, uh, on, on weekends, 
going there to have not some cheaper lunch for dinner. Oh no, I don't go there. For, I, I've I haven't been going there for yeah. Food. If you I've just been, go there for a couple beers, I've been going know. there for a couple beers, sitting at the back bar there. That's that's it's a good spot, real good. Spot. Oh yeah, good stuff. Anyway, anyways, stop getting distracted. Sorry, we digress. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about DLCs today. I've got a couple lists here. I got it ready here. You know, people's opinions. But before mm-hmm. we go to that, I'm gonna minimize that. I'm just gonna go off the top yeah. of the dome here. Um, I'm just gonna go some of some of some of my favorite DLCs. Just let it flow. Uh, for one, <laughs> uh, and this kind of goes into it definitely goes into the standalone DLC territory because it is, and but it's still technically a DLC. Yeah. Um, and it's actually one of my first. Not I, the first, but one of my I have first a guess DLCs of, I, I, I've I think ever I know experienced. What you're gonna, I think I know what you're going to say. Okay, on three. One, two, three. Undead Far Cry Nightmare. Blood Dragon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Far Cry Blood Dragon. Nope. I <laughs> did Undead Nightmare before that. Uh, but that's close. Undead Nightmare. Era. Uh, so yeah, Undead Nightmare. That's a... And yeah. man, Rockstar... Come on, Rockstar. I mean... Uh, I know you put all your effort <laughs> in the GTA 6... I know you have to pay off the Florida Joker or whatever he's. Yeah. <laughs> but Damn, demanding. an undead nightmare have you too would have been nice. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, undead nightmare. That was actually my first foot in the door, first experience with Red Dead Redemption at all. Then I played mm. the base game after that. Yeah. Um. But you know, at the time, it was still at the point where my dad was fine with whatever games I play. My mom wasn't. Um, that, and you, I you made know, the argument. You know, it, it's funny that, that that was the entire reason why I played Red Dead Redemption in the first place was because my because your dad exactly that thought it was my, cool. My dad didn't really care. Yeah, he <laughs> he generally had a mentality of you can play whatever game you want, but you got to buy it yourself. You got to save yeah. up your allowance and get it yourself. Um. My mom though was very like didn't really didn't want me playing Grand Theft Auto and stuff like yeah, that. Anything graphic where you're killing. So you're... I was able to convince Come my on. mom, my mom and dad to let me play Red Dead Redemption from a friend of mine who had been playing it after it came out and said right. and said it's like GTA, but you're a cowboy and you're not like Robin. You're not, it's not like GTA where you're like stealing cars. Yeah, Cause and, at that, cause John Marston people, was, you know, John Marston was Red Dead one way more than Red Dead two. Mm-hmm. And that point in the story and everything. And if you play it just like how it should be, um, John Marston is just basically whether he likes to admit it or not, government agent, Hunting down yeah. outlaws. It I and, so uh, I've been playing Red Dead. The bounty hunter on the Switch, the Switch port. Great, um, great port, right? And my, I mean, first of all, the game's aged like fine wine. Um, and then playing it after playing, going through Red Dead Two, knowing everything you know, like yeah. having context for everything. It and it's also it adds a lot. He, more. Here's another thing. Um. When Red Dead 2 came out, I think a lot of people were disappointed in how they handled John's character. And a lot of people jumped, including me, and saying, I like Arthur Morgan better. 
playing Red Dead 1 now after having recently played Red Dead 2 again, I'm not sure I like Arthur more than John. John Marston it, in Red Dead 1 it, it's, is a badass. Like, he's the traditional badass character. I think I still I think Arthur Morgan slight still edges him out a little bit because you get that you know huge emotional arc with him. I think Arthur's and more you get that likable with... on the surface. Yeah, and he's Ar- a, a bit more. Arthur, he's a little. I, no offense to John Morrison, he's a badass and everything, but he's a little less stereotypical. Yeah, like John uh, Morrison's Arthur... like Arthur, the Clint Eastwood think... type. Yeah, I think Arthur is more of the. Um... He's a, he's badass, Loud, but y'all. He's, he's a bit of a teddy <laughs> bear kind of too. Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just—he's more like boy. But, but damn, yeah. John is way more yeah. charismatic in Red Dead One, and and it—and I don't mean to say that as as in I don't think they handled his character poorly in Red Dead Two. I actually think the story arc, like the character arc in Red Dead Two, of him becoming who he is in Red Dead One, is great. Yeah. But and yeah, I love it. And so, if it. you haven't, if you have Red Dead Two on PC, get the Red Dead One John Marston mod. Yeah, where it makes uh, him look like more like his that version of the character. Because yeah, yeah, he is kind of fucked up looking in but, Red Dead Redemption Two. I, yeah, I don't know why Rockstar my, did that. I was able to play yeah. Red Dead One because basically my friend convinced my parents of like it's it's like a tamer GTA, right. <laughs> my friend can yeah my friend convinced me to get black ops um and he didn't have any good reasoning for it he was just like get black ops my dad convinced me to get black ops <laughs> right i remember Anyways, this, going i back. remember this i went okay i, I dragged my dad to target i had saved up some money i was gonna buy a video game i dragged him to target to get i wanted to buy assassin's creed brotherhood and my dad and see that's not a bad choice yeah and i wanted to at play all. i had i had just played assassin's creed 2 and i wanted to play brotherhood um and i dragged him to target to buy that and he saw black ops and it was on sale and you got if you bought black ops you got modern warfare 2 for free and he saw that on yeah, the shelf really and good. go and went i've heard that this is a very cool game and it's a good deal you should get this. <laughs> so I when Call Ops. of Duty was cool. Yeah, and Black Ops was good. Yeah, but I don't regret it. Was that. and we'll we'll definitely talk about some Call of Duty DLCs. But anyways, going back to the nightmare. Yeah. Uh, my excuse was, hey, you're killing zombies. You're not killing people. You're killing zombies. There's zombies now, and um, uh, love killing zombies. Obviously, it threw me for a loop for like what the tone of like Red Dead actually was, like, yeah. For the actual game, well, I mean, that's what's so. That's what's so good about Undead Nightmare, though, is is, yeah. Red Dead Two takes itself, or Red Dead One. I mean, yeah, Vincent sorry. Price or somebody that sounds like Vincent Price doing yeah. a narration. Like Red, all Red Dead Redemption music. takes itself somewhat yeah. seriously. It's like a spaghetti western, and then Undead Nightmare was just the all of the classic horror film tropes yeah yeah like just off the wall almost stupid but in a like a lovable way 
Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's, yeah. I'll tell you, it's, I think it was what, 40? No, I, it was not 40. I think it was only, I think it was only like 20 bucks or, yeah, I, I remember, I don't, that, I don't but, remember, uh, but I remember it being cheap. Um, but it was, it's such a great example of, and not every DLC needs to be this or has to be this, but a DLC that can stand on its own. Well, this was and so much so where you can get Undead Nightmare at the time, at least you could get Undead Nightmare on its own as a standalone game. Yeah, because so, it was enough to justify that. Well, enough I, I content. Think, I think um, some and some Rockstar still didn't charge. Some standalone DLCs like uh, seem like they are standalone because when they were developing them, they decided, hey this could be bigger we can charge more for it if it's standalone right undead nightmare felt like it was more like they developed it as a regular ass dlc and then very late in development just went you know what this could be standalone and it totally but works they, that way but they still and... priced it at a regular dlc price yeah and i'm telling you it's ton of fun even if you have no have never played red dead and you just want a cool zombie game get under nightmare yeah. i mean shooting on zombies in old west you know you get the gathering and stuff there's all kinds of weird you find bigfoot and you shoot big or yeah. you can decide if you shoot bigfoot or not and that gets memed and whatever yeah, you you can and, uh, you, yeah you, you get the I four horse um you can find the four horses of the apocalypse right as your yeah. steed you know and i remember uh, hunting the chupacabra that was a thing. Chupacabra. There's um, unicorns. There's it, it's, it goes. It's just crazy. Yeah. And um, it's awesome. And but also there is a lot of tense, like kind of horror moments, scary moments, especially when you're just like out in Mexico and whatever, and then you you know a horde of zombies come out of the bushes or whatever, you know stuff like yeah. that. They um, they do have some. Fun, and then there's though, even too, little with... spinoff like. There's spinoff content like survival missions, mm-hmm. where it's like a survival game, like you're in the graveyard surviving against the hordes of zombies. Oh you know, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, um, they they have some fun. And with it has it a where, where like fun story. <laughs> there's characters in the main game who reappear. You and, run into like all the characters, and and some of these aside from there's characters like so there's this one character in the main game. Um, he's in like Act Three of the main game. He's that doctor who's like super racist against. Yeah, when you get the Blackwater. Yeah, and he's super racist. Yeah, but because of Sucks. the story of the game and and the tone of the game, even though they make it very clear that John doesn't like this guy, you're not supposed to like this guy. He's a terrible guy. You have to kind of work with him. He gets yeah. eaten by zombies immediately. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's like but, they they um, treated it they treated like, it also in a way of like we can without without repercussions to the story we can just actually do what we want to do with these characters. And Landon Ricketts is still in it, and he's like, yeah. you know, of course it's Landon Ricketts, so he he's doing fine. You know, his character in Red Dead, all the zombies, everything of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, Red Dead Three should be that. You play as Landon Ricketts, finally. That'd be badass. I would love that. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> and that, that's why Landon Ricketts is one of great. one of the. Uh, there's several reasons, but he's one of the reasons why. If you go onto like the Red Dead subreddit, 
uh, people debate on who is technically the better gunslinger, John Marston or Arthur Morgan in their prime. And the general consensus is that it's it's John Marston. And it's because of after he learns from Landon Ricketts. I think Arthur Morgan uh, is the better just overall enforcer. Yeah. And, um, you know, brawler and... Uh, oh, yeah, fighter. yeah. Like, like being... But sharpshooting-wise and like, gunslinging-wise, yeah, as, it would go to... Yeah, as far as, like, being the guy to get shit done, of course, it's Arthur Morgan. But, like, as far as a gunslinger... But then again, by oh. the time... Arthur Morgan's definitely the better shooter than John Marston and Red Dead 2. And yeah, no, well, the, the, the idea is that after John yeah. learns from Landon Richards, yeah. he he yeah. is then in his prime, he is the better gunslinger. Yeah. But anyways, going back to Undead Nightmare, uh, yeah, you have all the crazy missions. I mean, it feels like playing Fallout on Wild Wasteland mode, but even mm -hmm. crazier. Yeah, yeah, even and, crazier. Um, <laughs> and, um, and in the epilogue, instead of playing as spoiler alert for a 15 year old gamer not 15 year old feels that old 10 year old 14 14 year old game this year wow. it'll be i don't uh, know spoilers. i don't know when this year but it uh, that game came instead out in of 2010 as, so instead of playing as jack morrison you play as uh zombified john morrison yeah which is fun dead. that's a lot pretty, pretty good <laughs> uh no, no, I don't, which, want, I don't want to hate on Jack Marston too much, but zombified John Marston. Well, better. another little side tangent here, and then we'll move on to other stuff. Because uh, we got to stop talking about Red Dead Redemption. We've done a whole episode on Red Dead 2 for crying out loud. Um, it's okay. I expected we would go on tangents on this episode. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot again. But um, there's people. And yeah, most people call them out and they're like, that wouldn't be a Western. That'd be stupid. That would be a different game. And there are people like, oh, I would love the Red Dead 3 where you play a Jack Marson, but it's like World War One, or, or you're working with the Mafia or whatever. It's like, okay, but that wouldn't be a Western. Yeah, I mean, don't go wrong. That'd I guess you cool could make game. it a spinoff. Like, it could that, still like be in the timeline, but it wouldn't would be, be Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That would be cool. But I want. But it's not a Western anymore. I Red want, Dead One is shit. barely. Like, Red Dead Redemption One is barely a Western, and the only reason yeah. it's a Western is because you're playing as an ex-outlaw killing mm. other outlaws. Yeah, that's the only it's, reason it can justify it's, that. It's like, like nineteen eleven. Come on, the the story in those games are great. The characters are great. But the reason I play those games is because I like cowboy shit. And they're barely even westerns. Like even Red I Dead 2. I want to do cowboy shit. Like, Red Dead 2 is at the end of the Old West. Yeah. Uh, That's why I think Red Dead 3 should be set a little bit further back in time where you're like dead set in the Wild West. Yeah. That's I, what I, I want. I, I think, but, I think um, it needs, I agree, it needs to be set earlier and it needs to... I think they need to be done with the Vanderlyn gang. Yeah. I, I don't that see... That story's been told. I don't really... I see some people say they should I do... I mean, you can make um, references to young, it. You know, young you could... Hosea and Dutch. 
which could be cool. But and I, that could be cool. I really, I, I like your idea. A Landon Rick, you play as Landon Ricketts. And maybe you run into those characters. Like it could be a cool cameo or something. Um, yeah. but it's not focused on that, you know. But, but because yeah, Landon I, Ricketts I, was at Blackwater during the whole massacre and everything. We still haven't seen that. Yeah. Um yeah. so, you know, I, that could end I, up happening. I think that would be cool. The only the only case I would make for a game that doesn't take place earlier than Red Dead 2 would be I've seen some people say after the what, epilogue after the epilogue of um Red Dead 2 it said that Sadie Adler goes down to like South America. That want to be a western. It want to be a western, but damn it would be cool. It'd be a cool DLC <laughs> like, if Rockstar decided to do those again. Like, and I mean, it's funny cuz that this is this is the DLC that I want. Sadie Adler in Mexico. It's the map from Mexico map from Red Dead 1. And it's Sadie. That's Adler, one of the biggest bounty bombers. hunting in Mexico. That would be awesome. Red Dead 2's cool. map is just as big, if not bigger, than the original map, right? It's bigger. Yeah. But the exclusion of Mexico. Because after going back to Mexico and Red Dead 1, I'm like, oh my God, on modern graphics and modern engine, that would be freaking. There, there is a uh there is a mod. Uh, that it's it's a work in progress, but there's a beta version you can download. I've not tried it or anything, um, which is aiming to fully. Because because in in Red Dead Two, the a lot of Mexico was completed by Rockstar, but they yeah the they landscapes it. and it was supposed to be in there, but it was cut content. They ran out of time, basically. Um, and there is a mod that some people are working on to basically flesh out the Mexico part of the map yeah. and fully implement it, which sounds awesome. Because that's like right. my favorite part of the map in Red Dead 1. I mean, that could be a $40 DLC I'd buy right away. If Rockstar yeah. just all of a sudden announced, hey, in the meantime, before GTA 6, we have a Red Dead 2 DLC where you go to Mexico. Be like shit. They, that's all they could say. That's all they would have to say. I'd be I'd be I'll like give I, you my I, money, Rockstar. I'd be like, I don't care if you're ripping me off right now. I want that. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. Like, it could literally just be the map. <laughs> just the map. Just right. the map. Uh, Maybe some bounties you could do. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Just the map. It could be a very uh, lazy thing, and I would still, yeah, uh, go. I think for a lot it. of people would because I just that. have to see that. Um, yeah. Anyways, anyway, moving let's, on. Let's from move Red on. Man. Another big DLC. You mentioned it earlier. It's also what I would consider standalone because you can buy it as its own game. Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. Yeah. And funnily enough, I actually played that before I played Far Cry Three. Or any Far Cries, <laughs> because at the point, it's like, oh, this just looks like, just looks fucking cool, right? Yeah. It's like a, a campy 80s spoof game. You play like as a Terminator type guy. It's set in Canada in 1999 or whatever, 2007. Yeah. And it's set in the you know far distant future 2007 <laughs> and uh you're fighting <laughs> robot dinosaurs and you know cobra 
esque enemies and um yeah i love it. it everything's neon and black light and and lasers it's, awesome. it's just so it's good great which is saying I, a lot uh, for me too because i generally don't like far cry right that's, but if they did like a blood dragon again shit blood dragon was cool that could have easily spun off into its own series into its own game yeah they could have it's Honestly, a lot of restraint uh, by them to not do that. But I remember, I mean, yeah, that was my first time ever playing like the Far Cry formula. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And the main reason I thought it was awesome was because the setting. Like, I mean, like I said, all the jokes, the spoofs. I love the that, 80s that, vibes, that 80s B everything's the action movie stuff. Yeah, like, I love literally it. you're on a black light islands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're fighting laser dragons. Well, blood dragons, shall I shall I say? Yeah. Um, and it's over the top, it's crazy, and it's a lot of fun. And they, you know, it's not just a reskin, they implemented some new combat mechanics and skills, and you know, it's a it was a hell of a DLC and definitely a standalone. Uh another one I want to mention mm-hmm. off the bat, and then I'll throw it off to you after this one. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna mention this one just now, just so I don't forget it. It's not a standalone DLC. However, it could be, but it's integrated into the game. And this is one of my favorite types of DLCs, or actually my favorite type of DLC. Yeah. Where yeah. it's large enough where it can be considered a standalone DLC. It's its own map, it's its own story, it has its own campaign, its own lore, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's integrated into the main game. You could play it. I love that. Yeah. Not necessarily at any point within the main game, but when you get in a certain point in the main story, you can spin off and go into the DLC. Yeah. Um, or sometimes yeah. you have to beat the whole story and then you go in DLC. But either way, it's integrated in a way where it never feels like you're loading into something different. You're just continuing the game. Um, and there's two, but I I, I think the well, the one I actually beat 100%, uh, Dark Souls 3 to Ring City. Yeah. Uh, from Software. I I, I know I've never played any of their DLCs, but I know that From Software has a good reputation. With their DLCs. Yeah. They give you a whole new map. They give you all new enemies, new mechanics, new weapons, new armor sets, new bosses, new lore, tons of new lore. Um, <laughs> and typically, actually, always, it's for like the hardcore, not just standard Dark Souls players, for the hardcore Dark Souls players, the types of players that count the frames in between dodge rolls, the types of players <laughs> that fucking um, min-max their stacks and calculate their stacks and watch all the body video videos. It's for those guys. It's fan service, right? For yeah. Dark Souls, yeah. art for they're Souls like, players, they're like if you if and, you've gotten through the game enough times that you're bored and need a more, then yeah. you probably. Well, I remember by the time, uh, by the time the Ring City DLC came out, I already knew Game Plus like three times, mm-hmm. and then the Ring City DLC came out, and it fucking humbled me. <laughs> like even how much I played it. Yeah, there was a few, you know, early on. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. 
I I love the art design here. Uh, it's cool. You know, the first couple bosses weren't too crazy. The demon princes and everything. <laughs> but then... <laughs> the hardest boss, in my opinion, in Dark Souls history, is in the Ring City. And there's two. One is like an endurance boss. It's not necessarily hard mechanics-wise or um, gameplay-wise, but it has such a fu fucking massive HP, and you have to be fucking perfect because they can one-shot you type of thing. It's not hard to dodge its attacks, but if you don't, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So you have Dark Eater Midier, this big ancient dragon that was supposed to guard the end of time and the beginning of time. The lore's fucked up. Time's convoluted. It's a whole thing, but a uh, dark eater midir, which that boss probably took me like 50 tries. Yeah. Fucking drove me crazy. In fact, I got to the point where I was listening to car wash that song while I was doing mm -hmm. the boss battle. Cause I was doing it so many times. I was like, yeah, let's just play I, me and my buddy Skylar. Cause he, <laughs> uh, you remember Skylar. Yeah. 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 He moved his fucking TV and system into my dorm room, even though he was on the different suite, just so we could play Dark Souls and Bloodborne together all day. On <laughs> I remember, weekends. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. We had extremely long sessions, and sometimes we'd be playing the same game and doing, you know, co-op, and sometimes we would just be eating popcorn and watching another guy die to the same boss all day, you know, <laughs> which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dark Best Eater Midir, <laughs> which drove me fucking crazy because I'm massive helpful. But now I go back to it, I'm like, I know the fucking boss, I know the strats, <laughs> I know it's easy, right? I mean, it still takes a long time, unless you have a crazy overpowered build. Yeah. Um, you know, but but the one that the one that I beat where I could finally say I'm like a true souls guy, I'm like elite, right? Well, I wouldn't say I'm elite overall, but it made me feel this way at least. Um, Slave Night Gale. Mm. That's mm -hmm. holy shit, dude. And there was another one before that in the other DLC because they did another one. It wasn't Ring City. It was a. Uh, it was a smaller DLC. It was still pretty good size. I forget what it was called. It was like the Ashes Arendelle or something like that. But there was one where with a boss that. That was pretty hard, but I got through it relatively quickly. But Slave Night Gale, over and over and over, over and over, his <laughs> moveset kept changing. His He had like five different stages to his boss fight, and they kept getting you know more fucky and more crazy and uh, more one-shot moves. And But it took me forever, but it got to the point on my final attempt... I didn't get hit once. Damn. I knew all his fucking moves. I dodged every <laughs> fucking thing perfectly. I had muscle memory down and I fucking <laughs> murdered. I might have been hit once, but it seemed like I didn't get hit once. But either way, I had it fucking down and took him down. And that's why oh, damn, I, felt, I, I've that, told that you the story. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i told you the story people on this podcast pro listening to this probably heard the story in other episodes but like when i first got the original dark souls played it i was like 
ooh, another fantasy game like Skyrim. Yeah. I was extremely humbled. (laughs) And I uh, put it down and it collected dust for a few years. And then I got Bloodborne because I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. This looks rad. Let's give it a shot. And Bloodborne was the first one I officially beat. Um, Yeah. And then after Bloodborne, I went back to Dark Souls and then I went back to all of them. And and Dark Souls 3 came out. And I remember I was like, yeah, I, I did not like Dark Souls. I was no good at it. Um, but then it finally clicked with me and like the whole meme of like get good is real. It's real. Yeah. It just finally clicks with you. It just it, no matter it just, what build you're doing, even if I'm, you're doing a cheese build, you know, I, I am not I am not uh with Souls games to the point where I've gotten good. I've not gotten good. Or where it clicks with you. But the the it started to click with me. The entire concept of yeah. and and honestly, it's not from playing Souls games that made it click with me. It's from, from watching playing, other people play. <laughs> no, it's from playing um I in in the past couple of years I've gone back and started playing some really old games so playing the original legend of zelda playing super ghouls and i mean souls is kind of just like zelda for adults playing stuff like that (laughs) um and then some newer stuff playing project zomboid well that's what miyazaki was going for it's the idea is that you learn from failure that that is the that is the game the game is a part of progressing the game is getting good. And then obviously with like, like Elden Ring, that you have so many yeah, other and, things and you can El- do Elden in the exploration. Ring is one that, that helped quite a bit. I, I haven't beaten Elden you have Ring. Exploration. Um, I want to get it on the I'm gonna get it on the Steam. Magic deck, is busted. Um you know, the magic builds are so busted in Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> you know. But, but uh but yeah, going back to Dark Souls 3, which I don't know. I mean, it's hard to beat the original, but Dark Souls Three is really damn good. I've I, I've gone back to it, but yeah. yeah, but the Ring City DLC when they got the Slave Nightgale, it got to the point. Yeah, sure. Now I would fuck up, but after a few more tries, my muscle memory would kick back in, and I would beat the shit out of him <laughs> because I, you know, fought him seventy times. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and then. Uh, now we've got the Elden Ring DLC coming out this summer. Um, yeah. And with the massive scale of Elden Ring, if you're a player that's more into exploration and open world shit, I think this DLC is still going to, you know. I definitely want to get back into um, Elden Ring. Um, I was playing it on the Xbox. I sold my Xbox, so I don't have that anymore. Steam Deck it, but um, I've heard it's great on the Steam Deck, and uh, yeah, part of me is tempted to just buy it, but part of me is like, I've bought it once, I should wait till it goes on sale, so we'll see, right? We will see, or maybe wait till the DLC. I would get ahead of it though and get good before the DLC. That's my that, that's my like I said, to just buy it outright is like, is like from soft, get some practice in from soft is historical, and like I said. Their DLCs are a massive 
Yeah. Massive deals. I mean, a difficulty spike. Oh, the, the Dodgers um, beat with... the Guardians. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My phone went off. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> hey, this yeah, is new. This is yeah. in your neighborhood that that's happening. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Miyazaki. <laughs> I mean, they always nail with their DLCs. And yeah, they have big deal uh, difficulty spikes. And man, Bloodborne's DLC to Old Hunters. Oh my God. Yeah. That one drives me crazy <laughs> fighting ludwig the curse and god he's horrible you know what you know what he looks like right the horse mm-hmm. horrible horseman uh yeah. and you get the moonlight great sword because the moonlight great swords in all their games you even get it in arbor core you can equip your mech with it which is pretty fun that's awesome that's fun <laughs> uh but uh the bloodborne dlc is even a steeper difficulty climb than any of the other ones. I I I think the Dark Souls one, the Artorius, um, or what was it actually called? But the Dark Souls one DLC was definitely a steep deal. Di- I mean, difficulty climb, but uh, not nearly. I don't think any of them are as steep as uh, Dark Souls three or Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, but they add so much to it, so many more layers and weapons. And like with the blood, I mean, with the Elden Ring DLC trailer, Shadow Virtue, they show like, you know, rapid fire crossbows, crossbows, oh. and they crossbows, and they uh, show like you can do unarmed like monk attacks now, like yeah. martial arts stuff. You can, oh, you know, sick. Uh, and that looks sick. And all kinds of new enemy types and also you get excited oh what fucked up boss am i gonna fight now like <laughs> that's the whole thing and yeah i i love when uh when from software gets really creative with the fucked up bosses you fight <laughs> you know yeah i love it when they go wild with it um and so yeah their dlcs have always been massive hits for me and they could release them as standalone games they wanted, but it wouldn't work that way. They have to be integrated with the game because you have to get to that point where you're a hundred level plus character, new game plus character to even attempt it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it levels with you, it scales with you. So you could be a lower level, but realistically you need to be a veteran player. Yeah, uh, to get under deal. So I guess that would be the only caveat. You have to be a veteran Souls player to have a good time with the DLCs. If not, you're just gonna. If you think <laughs> the base game is hard, and yeah, there's some bosses in the base game that are arguably harder than some bosses in the DLCs. But like when you get to um old Pastor Lawrence or what whatever his name, he's like the flaming cleric beast variant. That boss is just dumb hard, dude. <laughs> crazy HP, one shot kills, crazy combo, like dumb, just dumb. <laughs> but but we love it. We love punishment. We're gluttons for punishment. Uh, souls. Yeah, man. you sadists. <laughs> yeah, and then also lore, lore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this pair of boots tells me that this guy fucked up a dragon one time and now the world's fucked up because of that oh this guy drank weird <laughs> blood and now um now his baby's uh fucked up some other guy i don't know yeah somebody did the wrong somebody somebody did the wrong did some guy's taxes wrong 
It's <laughs> Souls lore. That's Souls lore. Yeah. TurboTax tricked you into paying $25. Yeah, and then Lord Gwen burned himself on the yeah. fire because yeah, of it. And then Yeah. And then it's exactly and then how the dragon and then the dragon said get fucked and then <laughs> and then lore happens and then more lore yeah. happens and, and we have a dark souls lore episode it's our why, most popular episode and that's why we have offside rules in soccer that's how dark souls lore works <laughs> yeah because some guy fucked with the dragons and yeah. um made a god and uh <laughs> here's a rusty sword go kill god that's Dark yeah, Souls, pretty much. You. Yeah, but if you want to know more, listen to our Dark Souls lore episode. You should, yes, um, yes, yeah. We should, we should do a sequel to that episode sometime. Yeah, because that's our most popular. <laughs> if we, if we have the the energy uh, to do it, yeah, if I do, if I, you, I yeah, can do it. I would specifically, totally do it. if you have the energy to do it, <laughs> watch a lot of body video. Subscribe to Body Video. You yeah, know, if you want yeah. all that, yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's great. He's wholesome. You know, I fall asleep to Vadi Vidya telling me how some guy fucked a dragon and now, you know, the land's accursed and whatever. And it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring lore is fucked too, man. That, that's a whole... Yeah, well, we're, we're we'll get into that sometime. Anyway, anyways. <laughs> Now I digress to you. What are some of your favorite DLCs and experiences? Well, okay. you talk a while. while yeah, talk. let's let's see. Uh, I think. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna talk about this first because my I have two main kind of things to go into. The second one, I think you'll have some stuff to say. So I'll I'll start with the first one. Um, favorite no, DLC, just my favorite DLC of all time. Uh, DLCs plural. Um, the Witcher Three, Blood and Wine, and uh, Hearts of Stone. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that that's a given. If, yeah. if we're, I mean, that could also be a whole that, game. That those those are DLCs that if you look up best DLCs ever, they are always on the top ten list. Um, simply out of because CD Projekt Red. I mean, they were twenty bucks a piece, and these were, I mean, Blood and Wine was. It's a twenty hour long full story experience expansion with the whole new map and it's not just a half-assed story it's a detailed like emotional story it's just like you really like you get your money's worth for that more than your money's worth um yeah um definitely uh blood and wine is my favorite which i'll talk a little bit more about but hearts hearts of stone is also really good I I don't like it quite as much, but with one exception is the villain, um, Gontaro Dim, is the character's name. He's like this godlike character, like a like a he's like a you have to make a deal with like he he makes deals with people, so it's like basically the way you defeat him in the end is you find a loophole in his con in his in his like wording. Uh, how he worded his deal that's awesome which is crazy uh but but i think the coolest thing about that is uh he is one of the first characters you meet in the base game of the witcher 3 really so i mean you've played the witcher 3 at least at least yeah i mean not enough so in in white orchard in the beginning 
the like the the tutorial tutorial area. First mm-hmm. mission, you ride right in the town, you arrive at the tavern, you have to ask all these tavern goers about um if they've seen Yennefer around. And there's yeah. that one guy, the bald guy who's the 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 mirror um merchant who knows who you are. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. That's the villain in Hearts of Stone. Really? He's like a godlike character. So the the I just Is think he like a Shimo Gorath type guy? Yeah, uh Shea Goroth. Yeah, he he's like Shea-Gorath, that like Shea Goroth yeah. mixed with like kind of a Loki type thing. Like he's not exactly evil, but he's like a trickster type of character. So the whole Hearts of Stone is basically like Geralt is hired to kind of like help someone else out who has gotten involved with this character. Um but um Blood and Wine though is like the I mean I would say it, it leans way more into the um the fairy tale tropes in it. That that's, that's big, some of my favorite stuff with that's the, a huge the theme in, in Blood and Wine is fairy tale tropes. I mean there's there's like straight up a a um a quest in it where you go into an alternate dimension where it's you basically have to like kill the big bad wolf and like save Little Red Riding Hood. That's awesome. Um, there's a there's a part in it where Roach, your horse, uh, there's a uh, uh, talks to you, can suddenly start talking and talks to you. Um, uh, it, it's and it's just my cat like, sniffing it, my rum. Oh, nice! Are you gonna give her some? <laughs> she certainly wants some. <laughs> um, but on top of that, I mean the the just the fact that it gives you a a full like fleshed out storyline um there's characters from the books that show up in it um that uh that are is really cool to see the villain is really cool i mean it deals with the the main theme of it is vampires so yeah it's um, a vampire deals to you and and in the witcher there's there's all different types of vampires but there's one kind called higher vampires which are just immensely powerful and the yeah. main villain is a higher vampire but then you're also working with a higher vampire and there's like a whole code of honor where like they're not allowed to hurt each other but the only people who can really properly kill a higher vampire is another higher vampire mm-hmm. so it's like there's a whole it, it intertwines this moral dilemma in there it's I don't great. mean to interrupt you yeah but I'm glad this reminded me, but like speaking of vampires, like uh, yeah. the Skyrim DLCs. I, I, so I, I, I mean, I'm about done with the Witcher 3. I mean, I think I'm a pretty much done with Witcher 3. I just wanted to talk yeah. about it briefly, but that was the next thing I want to talk about was Skyrim. So that, that, so you have, out. you have Dawn Break, Guard. or no, um, what is it called? Dawn Guard. Dawn Guard. Yeah. You have the Dawnguard DLC, which is the vampire hunting DLC. That's why it reminded me. And you can become a vampire lord and all this mm-hmm. crazy cool stuff. It expands on the vampire stuff. And um, I think it is the better out of the it is. Skyrim DLCs. 
Yeah, I agree. Dragonborn has a lot of cool powers and Lovecraftian shit, but it's Dra Dragonborn. I, I, I think, and you get Soul Sign. You get a new map with that. Well, Dragonborn so that is had important. a lot of fan service. Fan service for yeah. Morrowind players. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which when I first played it, I had never played Morrowind, so that did not click with me. <laughs> <laughs> But now I think, it does a little uh, bit more, but uh Dawn Guard. I think what I liked about it, it just it didn't feel like it just felt like a cool expansion, not like a kind of continuation. Like yeah. Dragonborn is like a continuation of the Skyrim main DLC story. I mean the main story. Yeah, um uh, Oblivion had a similar thing sort of with um yeah. its DLCs where it had the Shivering Isles, which was it. It's theorized is the canonical ending to that character, yeah. the hero Kavach. So the the so the canonical sort of theory, well, canonical as in like it's it's we think it's this is mostly what's implied, is that at the end of Shivering Isles, the the character in Oblivion, the hero of Kavach mantles Sheogorath and becomes yeah. she so when you play the quest in Skyrim where you meet Sheogorath that is technically the the player character from Oblivion mm -hmm. which is weird and that's kind of a similar yeah. thing in um the Dragonborn DLC is like that's kind of the canonical ending to that character of the Dragonborn of Dogeen. Yeah. You, you fight the first Dragonborn and you're the last Dragonborn and it's big and it's epic and you get the right dragons, but it's, you know, it's not quite as you would expect. It's kind of a fast travel mechanic and uh, yeah, you can fight some enemies, but with mods and stuff, there's a lot more you can do with that, of course, but we're not talking about mods. I mean, as, I will as say much there's as I... a... Um, there's kind of a side category with mods where a mod is so substantial that it is like a DLC, but it's mm -hmm. free. <laughs> you know, um, we'll we can talk the, about that. A we'll bit. get there a bit. Yeah, I have a couple. Things. Um, I have something. To but I think the that. the Skyrim DLCs really good stuff there, and yeah, Dawn Guard. I just thought it was cool. I think Dawn Guard's my favorite. You can join I mean... the Garn, Dawn Guard and hunt vampires and. I mean, uh, in 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 a some ways, or even, whatever though, name is. even though, um, and it Dragonborn, does have a bit of a new map. You go into the soul, yeah, uh, cairn. Well, even though Dragonborn had Soulstime, which was cool, and had yeah, because really, it's a bit of a Morrowind throwback. Yeah. yeah, and it had some deep lore stuff going on. The uh, the the vampires castle. Um and the Dongard Fort and the Soul Cairn and all of that stuff felt more exciting. Well, yeah, and it throws this stuff into the world that you never really seen before in Skyrim. It gives yeah. you some different kind of aesthetics and themes. All the vampire stuff and um and for a while abilities it, for a while and... it completely broke the game too because so they implemented yeah. um random vampire attacks in town oh yeah and, and the I vampires can... would kill 
semi-essential characters. characters. Yeah. They have since um, patched it. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. But with those <laughs> with those DLCs, both of the DLCs, I mean, for people in like Hearthfire, for people that couldn't mod that didn't have PCs, mm-hmm. that's the best we could do we, was the yeah. DLCs. And, and then and, Bethesda and Hearth- gives us Creation Club. Yeah, and Hearthfire yeah. too. Um, um, honestly, that's a great mod or a DLC. Um, we had mods have expanded. Just, uh, you know so much on it i'm a i'm a sucker for any time a game just gives you like a player home you can customize and just do all that sort of stuff with. Right. and hearthfire was pretty good um yeah it was like i mean in fallout 4 which i'll talk a little bit about those dlcs too because one thing bethesda's always bethesda has a mixed history but generally in the positive with dlcs force um, armor well, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, the horse armor deal. Bethesda coined the term DLC, pretty much. Yeah, with the horse armor, and that was one of the first ones. Um, before that, <laughs> it was armor. expansion passes, uh, packs, and yeah, uh, and things like that. Um, but Bethesda put out horse armor. Um, but uh, <laughs> but like in Fallout Four, the the whole settlement system, uh, which um can be frustrating with how they set it up, but with some mods to remove some of the frustration is for me was really addicting. Um, and that's what Hearthfire was, was like just a pred- uh, predecessor to that. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> which was great. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Fallout 4's um, DLCs. Um, have you played any of Fallout 4's DLCs? I have. So I have uh, the complete edition of Fallout 4. Um, I played a bit of Far Harbor. Uh, I played a bit of Nuka Cola. Uh, Nuka World. And yeah. Nuka World, yeah. And I messed yeah. around a lot with uh, the Robotron, the Automatron right. thing. I mean, Fallout 4 had a lot more of that. They had the the uh, Robo. Um, they had I don't remember what it's called. Um, that DLC. They had the Vault Tech DLC. They had. Um, yeah, they had a lot of some little, workshop ones, ones, which were all cool. More stuff to sandbox stuff to mess around with. Um, Nuka World, I think, is is fine. Um, but I would say Far Harbor is the standout one. Um, Far Harbor yeah. is. It gives you a new area to explore that's actually interesting. Um, narrative wise, right. I think it's better than the base game. Like the the story in Far Harbor is so much more interesting. My tip for if you are going to play Far Harbor again sometime is bring Nick Valentine with you, the companion. Oh yeah. You you have to. Because he has actual story stuff going on in that DLC, but they don't That's tell cool. you that you have to bring him. You can bring whoever you like, so you can just miss out on all that stuff if you don't bring him with you. Right. Which I respect that you can miss out on that. They give you the option to miss out on the stuff, but uh, yeah, 
but Far Harbor was was really good. I mean, say what you will about Far Fallout Four and about the state of Bethesda recently, their track record for DLC has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see what they do with Starfield, uh, with DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe add some something interesting to it. No, it's, yeah. Uh, I I think that one of the biggest turns. I don't want to go on a Starfield rant again, and I know you have the game, and I don't want to uh -huh. diss on the game that you bought and that you have, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun once you get into it and whatever. Um. And this is, this is really well. It's pretty nitpicky here, but because it's a story element, it's it's a actually it's not even a story, it's a setting element. Oh, um, I think it's not sci-fi enough. I I get that they're going for the NASA mm -hmm. punk thing, but I, what I expect to play is open world sci-fi rpg game i expect multiple alien races yeah i get you know, like mass effects something like that but starfield mm -hmm. is just people and then you fight bugs or whatever um yeah pretty much and maybe i'm um, incorrect but no no that's mostly uh, right i mean well well it does at, in the story get into some more heavy sci-fi stuff there's that's like cool. that's the, cool the, there there's some like mysterious ancient um yeah like temples that you start discovering and as you start discovering them you start getting attacked by these like hyper futuristic like soldiers yeah and yeah i think if a dlc so expanded it, it on does, something it does go into that um the dlc expanded on something like that added yeah some alien races added some more ship stuff I, I would say with Starfield. I still um, plan on getting Starfield. I think I'm just waiting it out for modders to really. I would say the thing with Starfield. Go crazy so with I it. think there's there's tons of, there's 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 a lot of really good, um, interesting stuff in Starfield, narratively and setting wise. The problem is there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of junk. And sometimes lack of junk in between all of that stuff not enough junk and <laughs> yeah. and whether or not you will like starfield i think just depends on how much your patience for that will be and how much i'm willing to buy into it basically yeah basically so yeah. I, I i i really i i know some people are really harsh on starfield and I think some people are really overly kind to it as well. I think it's somewhere in between. It just really depends on your patience for the type of stuff that it throws at you. you yeah. Know? Um, so some people I think would love it. Some people I think would just think it's the worst. <laughs> I'm in between. I like right. it. I don't think it's great, but I like. I do like it. Yeah. Anyway. Where were we? Um, another one I want to talk about. I don't know if yeah. you've played it. I haven't, but um, Cyberpunk: Phantom Liberty, which I heard, mm, I've not played it. Is yet. not only just an amazing DLC, but like basically, it makes Cyberpunk into the game that was promised, and it's redeemed. Cyberpunk's redeemed now. I I got yeah. it. You know, I that will probably be another one that I play once I get the Steam Deck. 
I have it. It runs you know, surprisingly well on the Steam Deck. Not perfectly, yeah. but better than it did on the Xbox uh, One. Well, that's not <laughs> saying a lot, but yeah, great. But still. Um, that's good. That's good. Uh, and I keep meaning to actually do a full playthrough of it again and um you booted in the phantom liberty yet i i don't have i don't have phantom i haven't bought phantom liberty yet but i I keep meaning to get Uh, back into cyberpunk after all these updates and i keep getting distracted by other games yeah fair enough (laughs) (laughs) um that's another one uh we talked we mentioned it earlier but call of duty yeah how it yeah. has fallen they release modern warfare 3 remake or whatever they want to call it redo um as a glorified dlc charge for the full price of a game and even then it wouldn't be a good dlc because you only get about 10 hours of content or no not 10 hours five hours of campaign content oh my god um and uh, so, like, Insane. if that was a DLC, I would expect to spend like ten bucks on that. Um, but Call of Duty used to be really fucking banger with their DLCs, actually, with the multiplayer map packs. Um, but also, and for me at least, zombies. Uh, with Black Ops, all the different because you get the multiplayer map cap packs, and they would always come with a zombie map. And Black Ops 1 had some fucking banger zombies and maps with Moon. With mm-hmm. Well, 5 wasn't even the DLC. It just, you beat the campaign, you get you get 5. Yeah. Just like how when you beat the campaign of World of War, you get the first zombies map. with um, Or uh, Pentagon in uh, Black Ops. And Totten. No, not, not, yeah, Nocturne and Totten. Yeah, um, or, yeah or, the 5, the Pentagon one. Uh, yeah. And then you get um, uh, fucking Moon, and you get... Shangri La, you get uh what was it? Um Hino Toten, you get you know all that and like with World of War, you got um one of my favorite maps of all time, uh The Rise, also mm-hmm. known as the Giant. You get um uh Shinonuma, like amazing zombie maps, classics. And then um, with other Black Ops games, you got some cool stuff. But um, with Black Ops 3, in which we played, and, you know, that might be a game we end up streaming because it would be a little fun. But, um, That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of Black fun. Ops 3, um, Black Ops 3 has, you get all, like, the remake classic Black Ops 1 maps. You get Ascension. You get Moom. You get Shangri-La. You get uh, the Giant. You get... Um, Nuketown zombies and everything. Yeah. So yeah, all the zombies and multiplayer maps that came out, really good stuff. And with all the zombies content, I've seen what zombies is now. It's basically battle royale, big map with zombies in it, and it's not scary anymore, and it's stupid. <laughs> and yeah, zombies doesn't always have to be scary anything. But but it, it I've played at the end. I played day, some of the new. Well, like. I, I, I'm fine with the arcadey zany zombies mech. And in fact, I want to give a shout out uh to Infinite Warfare zombies. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like all 80, 80s like arcadey game mode, you know, neon ladies music. Like it had real music in it. You listen to Blondie while you kill zombies, which <laughs> nice. is fun. Nice. Um 
but uh and david david hasselhoff was a character um but yeah infinite warfare zombies was a lot of fun actually uh highly underrated i would say for as far as dlc goes uh but um i digress anyways uh i'm fine with zombies going campy you know going goofy however the maps always had an identity always had an atmosphere to them a mm -hmm. vibe if it was a goofy vibe okay it's a goofy vibe if it's a scary creepy vibe okay you play uh verruked you know the asylum one which is terrifying and uh, yeah you play, or gino numa or you play uh uh fucking five actually got scary especially in the corridors down in the pentagon uh, yeah, but it was also goofy because you're playing as the president. Yeah, I I, then, I distinctly uh, remember Castro's there. <laughs> I distinctly remember beating <laughs> yeah. the campaign in Black Ops, and having the cutscene where it's JFK and Castro and whoever yeah. else is there, um, doing the whole like like uh, Richard Nixon the, and Nixon, yeah, and um, the um the Soviet uh. I'm forgetting. Um, I thought my head, but uh, where it's the whole JFK, the the wall turns around and there's a bunch of guns, and he grabs a gun and it goes lock and load and cocks the gun. Yeah, I distinctly and that remember was in the DLC. Yeah, I distinctly remember beating the beating the campaign in Black Ops, seeing that cutscene and being like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Think about how far uh, Activision has fallen, where that wasn't even a DLC. Now yeah. you'll get charged 20 bucks to play as Homelander in the new Call of Duty. Yeah. It's fucking garbage. They've tried to, it's, they're trying to do a Fortnite thing and it's, um, it sucks, man. And, but people buy into it. You know, yeah. I remember even with Modern Warfare 3, there's people like, oh, I want to get the new Modern Warfare 3. It looks sick. Like, that's why they keep making these games because there's people that keeps buying them. And um, mm -hmm. they're gonna keep making shit because yeah. people like shit. Call of Duty has really fallen, and uh, and it's not gonna it's not gonna um, get better until people stop buying it, which isn't gonna happen anytime soon. But the ex OG expansions and all the zombie mats, even going to Black Ops Four, going into um, I mean that was pretty much the last good zombie stuff. Um. I've played some of the new well, I haven't played Modern Warfare 3 zombies or whatever the fuck. I, I've played um the last zombies experience I played was World War Two. Not not World War Two, the other World War Two one. Uh Call Vanguard. of Duty Vanguard, which I'm actually going to step in and come in defense of that game. Yes, it is more arcadey. Yes, the recoil and the gunplay isn't as realistic or hardcore, but it's fun. Vanguard is fun. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing that matters with these games. Is it actually fun? <laughs> yeah. And is yeah. the multiplayer balanced? And yeah, was it quite that balanced? No, because a lot of the weapons were kind of bullshit and didn't have any recoil or whatever but it was arcadey fun world war ii maps and then you had arcadey fun open world kind of zombie maps but that's when they started going open world and now everything now 
everything is based around Warzone. Mm-hmm. This is where we get into, we can discuss a bit where DLCs have fallen and where we get few and far between yeah. expansion passes and standalone DLCs. And now what we have to deal with is, well, we don't have to, but people keep spending the money on it's it. Just... So the companies keep releasing them. It's, but, it's um, just live it's... service, yeah, live, live service, service games. Thing. With constant add-ons and microtransactions and updates. And then, yeah, maybe after a few years, you have what would be considered a full game. Yeah. <laughs> um, After spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on microtransactions. <laughs> and, um, man. Uh, no, and I love... Yeah. Well, I, I don't want any game to fail. I want anything... Like, anything can be good. I want things to be good. Uh, but uh, with Suicide Squad, I'm so glad mm. it fucking failed. Less than a, I don't know how many now, but less than a thousand players a week after it released. Oh, it's terrible. That's, That's awful. Terrible. And then yeah. you have a game. Uh, then you have fucking uh, Helldivers Two, which was a double A game that the developers only expected at most with all platforms considered a hundred thousand players and that was like a high expectation for them and, they and then that game blew up it. yeah and then this they killed it and i i can't wait to play it once they get the servers worked out but like <laughs> it blew up so much where they freaked the fuck out and we're like oh my god we didn't think it was going to blow up like this we didn't expect the servers to have <laughs> this kind of capacity we apologize for you not loading into the server we didn't expect this game to blow up. Yeah, yeah they're, so I can't they're be too like, mad we didn't plan for this number of players. Uh, I That's actually a game I refunded. Not to the fault of the game itself, but just for the fact... Yeah, like... I don't want to sit around waiting for the servers. I've, I've you know, done I, that before. I, 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 I've refunded games with the intention And then of, you'll get it later once I they work stuff out. I will possibly repurchase it later. Yeah, um, but I definitely like... plan on uh, buying that one again once they get the servers worked out. But I love that you have Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which was expected to be well at least Warner Brothers. Well, actually, actually, I have another game to talk about after this. It's, but anyways, Warner Brothers is expected to be the big game. It's a big IP. It's you know it's DC, um, but you know instead and it's rock steady and oh my god that's that's and i know a lot of the original team's not part of it but like they made some of the best superhero games of all times with uh the batman arkham series yeah it's amazing games amazing single player experiences and then they make suicide kill the justice league which is online only have you online only live service game but you can play it with the bot single player if you want and yeah so which implies uh... that there's no damn reason it should be online only and um and it's fallen on its face and failed and for multiple different reasons yeah because of the bad server connections and that it's online only and that's live service and also because blatant we could get into it, but like blatant disrespect of the IP within the story, like 
Mm-hmm. And of course, they're going to come back and be like, Ooh, actually, that was a fake out. You got to save the new, ju- you got to save the Justice League and the DLC or whatever. Those weren't oh, the real yeah. Justice League. It's like, if you're going to have a game where you kill Justice League, make it real. Make it, I don't know. Make it, I don't know. Make it anything else. Um, Another game I'm going to talk about a little bit. This is a bit of a tangent because it's not a DLC, but it's within the live, it's live service. Um, skull and bones, which has fallen mm-hmm. flat on its face. Uh, yeah, I, this I have long awaited game that's been developing since been developing since Black Flag. It, it sounds like from what, I've, from what I've heard, it sounds a lot like they had this great idea. They had black, they came out with Black Flag and said, Hey, what if we just made this into its own thing? And they uh, were working on it, and then at some point, it got rebooted. Yep. And then they kept working on it, and at some point, that got rebooted. And then, and oh, by let's the make time a live service got, thing. And then by the time we get to where we are now, EA is just like, this thing's, like, there's no way they're not like this. They're just like, this thing sucks. But we've already dumped too much money into it. We just have to release it. But to get it out the door with a live service game. Yeah, get it out the door. Maybe we can make up some money through some live service shit. Like, just get it out the door. Be wipe our hands clean with it. Yeah, like like Ubisoft. Yeah, (laughs) and. And basically what you essentially have is essentially just the ship combat mm-hmm. a black flag with none of the exploration, none of yeah. none of the cool I mean yeah, the ship combat is fun. And don't get me wrong. Singing your she shanties out on seas. The ship cool combat fun. is the best part of Black Flag. But it was an only part. But it's yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not the only part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, they decided to make it a live service, and it's you know, boring, and it's the same thing over and over. And I I, I love that one of uh, Ubisoft's uh, execs described it as a not a triple A game, but a quadruple game. This game is a true example of what a quadruple A game be described as what the fuck does that mean it's just bullshit uh yeah <laughs> it doesn't mean anything it, that what doesn't... it really means is no that it's not a quadruple a game those don't exist triple a means well and if it... you're gonna invent that term i wanted to mean it right well well it's um, like but, is it uh... isn't the entire the entire point behind those terms meaning basically meaning the type of funding that a game has right yeah, like AAA is the top funding. There yeah. is no such thing. Uh, okay, okay. I guess well, maybe it was some old ex- boomer except that just said that because it sounded yeah. cool. I guess I don't maybe know. if the if one of the Saudi princes decided to fund a game right. with his billions yeah. of dollars, that could be hey, quadruple. Put a billion into a. Put a because, billion in the but is it is it triple just meaning like it's funded and developed by a major company? Yeah, is that, that's all it means. Yeah, it doesn't like indicate the quality. Like and and I and mean, you does, would hope that it 
and, and double A. You would hope is that like, it would be good quality. And double right? A games are games made by companies that are too big to be considered indie companies, but are not Ubisoft level funding, right? Like right? Yeah, like correct me if Lies I'm wrong. Lies P. I would consider that that would be yeah. a double A game. Yeah, like it's 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 above indie level, but it's it's not. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I uh we're we should probably end this relatively yeah, running soon, out of time. But I want to talk a little bit about something here. I thought that I came across this when I was just reading up on this topic a little bit. Um I thought it'd be yeah. interesting. Games. Are we just kind of freeballing it here? We're just freeballing it, yeah. Uh just going commando. Uh games games that You're started as a end. DLC. I don't know if it's me. That became full games. Both in an good way and in a bad way so there's notorious sorry example. you lagged on me what what, what were oh, you saying games that started as a dlc and became full games were ended up getting released as a full game yeah tell me about it so like i mean i i think some of the more notorious examples um well, we don't have proof of this. Modern Warfare Three was very obviously a DLC, <laughs> right? Um, but um, yeah, and then they charged it as a full price game. Yeah, uh, Saints Row Four was one. It it was a DLC, and they just ended up deciding to turn it into a full game. Yeah. Um, but the superpower stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think this is just kind of has fallen. Talk about a series that mm. has fallen so hard. I just, uh, but I, I think this is just a kind of an interesting kind of phenomenon because it it happens in two different ways. Like sometimes developers get greedy, and they have a they're working on DLC, and they go, you know what, we can make this a full game. We can we can charge full price for this. We just have to fluff it out a bit. But right. sometimes it happens because the developers are like, this can't just be a DLC. I, I think the, the biggest example of that was um, GTA Vice City. So Vice City yeah. had a year-long development and by some accounts from developers who worked on it, it didn't become its own game until six months into development. And then now, which is insane. We come back, we come <laughs> back around the GTA six. It's going to be in vice city once again. Yeah. Um, what other um, games are like that? Uh, shit, I had, I had stuff to say. Um, <laughs> Ballad of Gay Tony. Ballad of Gay DLC. That's just a DLC. Um, um Oh, uh apparently, well, I think some of the standalone ones kind apparently of apparently Tears of the category. Kingdom was like born out of the idea. They weren't planning on doing a sequel to Breath of the Wild, but they were working on DLC stuff and basically ended up going crafting you and know like... what yeah, mechanics. they they basically ended up going. You know what? 
this can't just be a DLC. Like we can't justify just trying to shove this all this stuff into a DLC. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't think the next Zelda game is gonna be a Breath of the Wild. I don't think sequel, so. Or like no. Well, uh, well, I, I uh, think well, it's like, gonna be something else. Like I said, I it, it seems to be that uh Tears of the Kingdom exists basically just because they were planned they were thinking they were working on DLC ideas and just came to the conclusion like we just have to do a second game. Yeah. Um another one I've I I read up a bit on recently uh the new um Hollow Knight that's supposed to come out was intended to be a DLC originally. So they they Makes um sense. the character the the well, idea you know, um this kind of it's like where we get to standalone DLC and then where that goes to a full game. Yeah. So standalone DLC, it's where it's substantial enough. You can charge a bit of a higher price tag, but not definitely not higher than the original game. And it definitely, it doesn't have to be played with original game, but it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least, uh, it's not quite a full game. Yeah. But then when a developer, when they get to the point where it can work as standalone, it's enough content to validate that it's, it's its own content, it's its own game, then that point, yeah, it wouldn't just be a DLC anymore, it'd be a sequel. Um, and I think that's kind of a fine line sometimes, but also, and I don't know why people have got this in this their heads, like, going back to Spider-Man 2, where, and even Tears of the Kingdom too. Uh, both of these games have a similar criticism from some people where they're like, oh, it's just a glorified DLC or whatever. No, um, it's, it's like... Uh, Sometimes the sequel is just more of the previous game that you like. Well, it, as long as there's seems like enough when... content and there's story and it progresses and there's mm-hmm. new stuff, new mechanics and enough content, I think it could validate being its own game. I think um, if it was just a DLC, I, I think the content-wise... It can maybe validate being its own game, but I think story mechanics wise, it would be mostly the same. Yeah. Or no, it I... could go the other way around, where a DLC is a little bit shorter in content and yeah. length. Well, it's but like it introduces something like Tears of the more Kingdom, like people mechanics. say, like, "Oh, this feels like a glorified DLC." Well, it's like, well, that's because from what we heard from developers who worked on it, it kind of originally was, and it just yeah. ended up being like very early like before they even worked on it they when they were still doing the conceptual stuff they came to the conclusion that like this stuff we're conceptualizing here can't like we can't justify ramming it into a dlc it we need an entire game to actually flesh it out and then with like insomniac with the spider-man games uh, that we've gotten so well miles morales was essentially like a standalone dlc they didn't call it yeah. that but back in the day it would have been yeah um, miles morales like i mean those... it was it was it was released for what like 40 bucks 
Yeah, it was only Something 40 like bucks. That. Like uh I think 50 I mean, for the PS5 version or whatever, but um I mean that's a little high for a DLC, but shit, the Sims for charges well, 40 bucks for DLCs. Shadow of the, the new Elden Ring DLC. So... New Elden Ring DLC is gonna be 40 bucks. Yeah. Cause it's gonna be it's not quite enough to be a sequel, but it's substantial enough. You know, it just depends. Um, but like people can stop bitching. They should stop bitching about yeah. like this insomnia expiring yep. games. Yeah, because you know, uh, let's look at something. You get all the suits for free, right? Uh, especially if you have the remastered edition or whatever it's called, the uh, mm. game of the year edition. Yeah, and the DLCs give you new story content, give you at least ten hours of gameplay or more, and new suits and no, the uh, uh, sp- the the, and the PlayStation Four, uh, the original Marvel Spider Man. Um, the yeah. DLCs were great for that and also um, you have so they, much content just loaded into the original yeah. game and then with spider-man 2 you get all the suits you get the andrew garfield suits to toby why you get all the tom Holland's. you get the movie suits blah 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 you get all these suits and people are bitching that we don't have all the black suits that we want it's like they're saving that for dlc and now they're announcing dlc and um uh you know i think and even they're contemplating doing a standalone venom game mm. like it might just be a DLC, but it might just be its own thing. Um, but like, uh, I mean, honestly, like what, have, what they did. But with, then um, on the other hand, yeah. then on the other hand, you have games that gouge you. Like so, uh, like yeah. the Avengers game, which is dead, which is long dead, and Suicide Squad's going to follow the same practice. Um, where so, like, let's say in the Spider-Man game. And like Arkham Knight and the Batman games get all these suits and content that are just included. Just like if you level up enough, if you unlock them or do these secret little side missions, you'll get new suits and whatever. The Avengers game. Yeah, you might get some free suits, but they're just like color swaps and shitty. (laughs) But if you want the Iron Man Endgame skin or like all any of the movie ones or any of the cool comic book ones, you're paying ten no fifteen dollars a skin. Yeah. The Spider-Man like City Never Sleeps DLC was like 20 bucks. And you get new suits, new content, new combat mechanics, new boss battles. Yeah. Uh so stop bitching because you could be gouged basically the same price, nearly the same price for a DLC. For no. one cosmetic no, it's, skin it's it's uh some people some people have a mentality with dlcs of if you're gonna make the dlc it should have been in the game in the first place and i think that can be i mean it's not always untrue that can be valid but it's but... not it's, it's also can be a little unfair because it's like there's plenty of dlcs where it's like again the witcher 3 blood and wine like that was the Witcher 3 itself, without any of the DLCs, was totally like worth the price. Game. Yeah, totally worth what you pay. And then well, and also, they come out and say, Let's be realistic. You have to pay a little bit more to get it, but here's some more stuff. Be realistic. That's... These companies, the, these developers, yeah, they're going to want to make prolonged funds on these games for... Uh certain amount of time 
they want to keep making money on these things and that's why you have live service but live service is also dying i mean there's only a few games where live service is well, I mean, alive and well like with fortnite and stuff take a look but, at um, take take a look at uh, again the, the witcher 3 they've managed to port it with with free updates every once in a while like they did the next gen update they are apparently this year going to be adding more official mod support to it they are and all of this is free stuff that they updates they've been doing. They're keeping it relevant and keeping people yeah. buying the game. Well, like with um, like they're still Suicide Squad, making money off of just the Witcher the Three, like yeah. But like with the Suicide Squad game, just based on the mechanics of it, you know, shows how it was made to be live service because all the characters essentially are run and gun characters mm -hmm. yeah. there's not anything interesting combat wise you're not doing batman free flow combat or whatever because it's not built that way because if it was built that way it would be a single player game and if it was a single player game it'd be a lot harder or if impossible to make live service yeah but if you're a guy that just runs around shooting things oh you can easily make that live service oh because you get a skin pack oh you get a new weapon pack you know um and that's another thing that inherently pisses me off about that game uh just everything i've heard about it not only get like a neutered stupid fucking version of the suicide squad and the, i heard you know the story's disrespectful and everything but um you're forced and everybody just has a gun you're playing King Shark and you just have a gun. Yeah. Everybody's like, so like they made Deadshot and they made that work really well. Right. And then they just applied that to every other character. Yeah. And they switch up their the, Trivan the, uh, traversal mechanics a little the bit. Only, but it's the like only positive... the reason we loved Batman so much is because, nope. I mean, I know this has been said over and over by IGN and whatever. It makes you feel like Batman. It's a full single player experience. It's mm -hmm. it's fulfilling. It it's just it's just great. You, you know, have the, awesome the, the unique only, boss battles. And, and I mean the only positive thing I've heard about the gameplay in the Suicide Squad reversal is Captain I've heard some people say that the way they did fun. the boomerang where he throws the boomerang and there's yeah, the delayed, I heard that's fun. Yeah. the delayed like there's a good game there. I've heard there's that's a good game kind there. of a cool idea. That's all it's, I've heard. Yeah. It's, the producers, the developers that were like, hey, we gotta make this live service, you know, we gotta make this game last years, even though it's already dead on arrival, but they didn't know that. Um so all the cool combat mechanics you may have developed, we got to strip them down to the basics because we got to make it where it's just based on stats and stupid percentage numbers, like with the Avengers game or even Destiny, but even more egregious with the Avengers game, where it's like your Iron Man, oh, you found a new glove that gives you 0.5% more energy damage or whatever. Yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. When you're playing... When you're playing a call, when you're playing a game where you're supposed to be Thor, right? Yeah, God of Thunder, one of the most powerful Marvel characters, etc. And then you're getting beat by a Hydra agents. No, that yeah, that, <laughs> that kind of like there's certain games 
yeah, obviously there's some games where you need that challenge, where you need the grind. But when I'm playing as Batman, or when I'm playing as Spider-Man, sometimes I, a, yeah, sometimes I want difficulty power, there, but I want to feel like that character. I yeah, want the power so, fantasy. Sometimes a power fantasy. And live service doesn't allow that. It doesn't allow that. There's there's a time and a it place. It can't allow that. Like yeah, some games thrive off of the challenge, but there's a time and a place for it. A Souls game, you want the challenge. That's why you're the that's Souls why, game is fair challenge. That's why you're not you're paying to win. You're you not know? paying for new loot um, boxes that give you a sword with 0.5% yeah. better damage. The um, you're earning. It. You're getting Creed good. Franchise. You're getting skill. The, Live um, service, you're paying for just better shit. Yeah, you're not getting better the, at the, it. You're uh, just the Assassin's more. Creed you're franchise paying, paying. is a, is the opposite of Souls, the Souls uh, Soulsborne genre, where it's the only time it's frustrating or challenging is when the game just isn't working the way you want it to work. <laughs> um, yeah, you jump on the uh, wrong ledge or yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, but otherwise, it's ridiculously easy, but it's still fun because it's the power fantasy. Most games are somewhere in between those two extremes, but like, well, like the, the Batman Arkham games, they can be hard if you go on the highest difficulty and whatever, but then it gets yeah. to the point where it's a power fantasy once you get good at the game, you understand yeah. the mechanics and you understand, you get good at the game, you unlock everything. more abilities, but live service. You... Yeah, you can get good at it mechanically. But like with some of the newer Assassin's Creed games, you can be good at it. You can understand all the mechanics. But if you go into a high level area, yeah, you're gonna always fail. Because either that... you need to grind for yeah. hundreds of hours, or hey, just pay twenty dollars for this. That, that was crate. that was a lot of the problems people had with the newer asset the RPG Assassin's Creed games. They're not all bad, but um. But one of the problems is that they they take the approach of of uh, you have of like leveled areas, leveled their grinds, and and people you pay for it. And, and a lot of people just took offense to that. Going, listen, that's not why I play Assassin's Creed. No. I don't play like if I want if I want a challenging experience, I'm gonna play a different game. Yeah, <laughs> because because Assassin's Creed is not that game. It's a one hundred percent power fantasy game. It's nothing. Well, you else. want some challenge like, there, but you want it to be within reason, and you within, want it. Yeah. You don't want it to be all grindy. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, there's always a balance there, but like when I boot in the Batman Arkham Knight, I want it to be challenging, but the challenge is based not upon levels, not upon what loot box I got. It's based upon how good I am at the game. How good, how, how much do I understand the mechanics, the counters, the yeah. perfect combos, all that kind of, the, uh, what is it, the um, critical strikes. How good am I at the game rather than how long do I have to grind versus how much do I pay where I can just make this easy? Yeah. So then, okay, then you just get to pay to win where if you want to shell out of that much cash, then it just becomes stupid easy. You get all the cool skins, you get all the cool weapons, but then it just becomes a nothing game where you're just, you pay for the good stuff, becomes stupid easy, and then, okay, what have you done there? 
ultimately what you've done is spend a lot of money just to get a cutscene. Yeah. And ultimately what you've done there is just shelled out a lot of cash to a company that does not care about you, doesn't care about the player, doesn't care about the gameplay experience. Only thing they care about is by making a game that forces you to either grind hundreds of hours to get something that you could spend 20 bucks on. Mm -hmm. That it's ultimately, and here's the kicker, that is ultimately nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, how they get people, and that's and, how they get you. And the, and they're and like, that's what can, DLC has mostly can, become. They're now. like, you can either spend money it's to skip sad. the grind, but if you don't, we're gonna make the grind so unbearable that you are. We're gonna break you down. That you eventually will just spend the money anyway. But that's where it's actually starting to fail. Mm -hmm. luckily enough people are wising up and you know with the economy with inflation all kinds of things people are like actually i rather not waste all my money on this thing and i'm not going to waste all my time grinding on this game i'm just not going to play anymore i'm going to play hell divers too yeah once the servers work <laughs> once you the know, servers work or, yeah. I'm just going to go play a single player game that I can yeah. get the complete experience for one price and, you know, have a fulfilling experience. And yeah. Yeah. And also there's another thing that people need to understand. Why, why, why would uh, I, why would I get into a live service Assassin's Creed game when I could go play Baldur's Gate? Exactly. Which is a full complete game. That's yeah. hundreds of hours. You don't have to pay for it fucking extra thing yeah and um uh uh and also this gets to another point some games are just not made to be 100 hours plus mm -hmm. long-term yeah. games there's Sometimes nothing wrong with it's great to just game. play a 20-hour campaign that is fulfilling has a cool system has a good story there's several you there know, are like several games, games that are in my list of with the batman games fa my favorite single player games of all time that are like 20 hour campaigns or even less maybe yeah. um well, Ma mafia, mafia 2 is one of my favorite single yeah. player stories in a video game ever and it's like a 20 hour game and then i love those like... because <laughs> Okay, you beat if the 20 that, hour game. If, if even 20 you go, hours, it might even be right. shorter. Like, I love those kinds of things because, okay, you beat the game finally. You forget about it. And then a DLC releases, and you're like, oh my God, I get to play more of this game. I used to, I, I like. And then, yeah, on the other hand, you can have games that could take hundreds of hours to beat the main campaign. Then you get a DLC and it adds even more to it. But with live service stuff where it's designed to be played for hundreds and hundreds of hours of basically the same thing over and over. Like with Suicide Squad, I heard you do the same like Mafia 2's campaign mission. is 12 hours long. 12 hours. But did that disappoint? No. No. Well, 12 got... hours if you rush you... through it. You can, you can right. it can be longer if you do side content, but yeah, twelve hours long. Um, but but like damn, I heard with the new Suicide Squad game, game though, like shit. I heard game. with the new Suicide Squad game, you're escorting the same truck, like uh, for every other mission or whatever, you know. And you're, uh, it's like, 
finally, we are finally come to the breaking point where gamers have had enough. Of course, you're going to still have the people that buy into the live service stuff. Um, you know, but most of those people kinds of people are on the good live service ones. Yeah. Like Fortnite's and whatever. Um, so, so if you're going to do a live service thing, it better be damn good for people to buy into it now. Fortnite, um, say what you will about Fortnite. They are a damn good it. example of a They're live handling service. handling it well. They do. They, they well, had, because they there's had so many free updates M&M. that are included. They had fucking yeah. M&M. Well, yeah, the Fortnite Festival, they have, you can yeah. watch, you can they go to a concert. Concerts you can, in yes. Fortnite. If if that's not how the you virtual handle world live now. service, I don't know how you handle live service. Because that's... Fortnite, yes, they've gouged people, but they've put those funds into at least giving yeah. us new spinoff games, content, yeah, fucking think... virtual concerts. You can go to a Fortnite Festival like, and I don't... literally... Go to a concert in yeah, the game. I, like I don't play you Fortnite. Know? It's not for me. But like I see news about it. I I see all this stuff, and I'm like, they seem to know. And what now Fortnite's doing, doing a rhythm Guitar Hero clone. Yeah, and right. like it's a good Guitar Hero clone, <laughs> and like that genre of gaming is making a comeback again. Yeah, uh, they, they, you know, they, they know uh, what they're doing. They're they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but anyway, but for me, getting back to DLCs and everything, getting outside of live servicing, for me, a DLC, what it really needs to be, uh, doesn't have to be a standalone content. But for me, it has to be well integrated with the main game, or it could just be a complete spinoff where it is a standalone thing. Or it could be a little bit of both. Or if it is just... um... No, I mean, it's pretty much those for me. I mean, I feel like for me, a DLC has to either justify itself, add to the main game, or be a cool spinoff that's based off the main game, but it's has relatively nothing to do with the main story or with the... Uh... It could be its own thing. Um, yeah. And then you have like bonus, you know, little mini DLC packs where, oh, it's just like, oh, you get new Batman suits or whatever. I mean, I'm um, okay with little mini things like depending that. Depending on the pricings. Like... Um, but then again, Rocksteady is, well, before Suicide Squad, but they were so cool where they release new Batman suits for Arkham Knight years and years later years after the release after of the game. Came out. Yeah. For free. Yeah. Uh and like with the uh the Batman the Robert Pattinson skin, I got a mod where you can play it on PC and it's like an upscaled version of the Switch version. Uh, <laughs> um which really works well for that game. Uh if we could get the Batman Batmobile cuz it's just like a car. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. But, That'd be um, awesome. Man, one more side note before we end this. Going back and playing Arkham Knight, it is aged so fucking well. Arkham Fidel- Knight's great. You know, fidelity-wise, gameplay-wise, you know, it's great game. Uh, I know it had a extremely 
hairy release on the PC originally, but now yeah, I like I never experienced that original um, release. I played it after they fixed all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I've always had a good. And I can't wait to play it on the Steam Deck. That's gonna be fucking awesome on the Steam Deck. It's great on the Steam yeah. Deck. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, anyway, uh, that's that's pretty. We got I, in this year. That's I think we got it. All I gotta say. Yeah, it's getting late for us it at is, least. It is. Well, you know, I mean, I don't have to be up at any particular time, but um, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, check out check out our Instagram. Even though we haven't been posting stuff, we're going to get more on it. Yeah, we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get on it. I I, I took a bottle. I I took a picture of this bottle. I'll drunk pod. Um, I'm gonna send that to you, Jackson. Cool. Send it. Send it over Um, to me. Yeah. Uh, damn smooth gin out of Golden, Colorado. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, just for a reason. Send me the picture and uh, the name Um, of the drink and yeah. Um, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming service you use. Uh, give us a download, share with your friends. That's the most important part. Share with your friends. We don't say that enough. Um, we don't, I don't know what else to say. Uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, do all the click all the buttons that uh, makes us feel good. Click all uh, the buttons, <laughs> and uh, I think we're uh, maybe on YouTube. I don't know, so like and subscribe. Sort of, I guess of. we we have been talking about. I know we've talked about it a lot here, uh, doing some video stuff. I don't know if we're gonna reveal our faces or whatever, but uh, we're gonna at least do some videos or so. masks, um, some gaming. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 finally put cameras, but we're gonna wear masks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> um but anyways yeah check us out um do what colton said and uh stay swifty but also stay safe out there guys yeah this is not a test i repeat this is not a test the odd drunk podcast recommends you follow their instagram and join their facebook group for more fun content To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive.